I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson and You know, often when you look at what goes on in Congress, there are a lot of things that we call messaging bills, things that, you know, don't have a snowball's chance in Guam of uh, passing. uh, But it's great for your base or it's great for a particular group of constituents. Uh, Now we're looking at something called the PRO Act. You probably haven't heard about it uh, unless you're deeply steeped uh, in a lot of uh, uh, union issues and uh, union battles and worker battles. Uh, but this is something that, uh, again, is often a messaging bill out of the House. Now it uh, has a real opportunity or a real possibility of passing in the Senate. And uh, we're really pleased to be joined now by Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Derek Miller uh, to help us break this down. And what this actually means uh, in terms of workers here in the state of Utah and across the country. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Boyd. Great to be here with you to talk about this important subject. Yeah, it, it is one of those that, again, most people may not have it on their radi- radar. But to break it down just a little bit, what is it that the PRO Act would actually do if it does get through the Senate and onto the president's desk? Well, we, we should all certainly here in Utah hope that it does not get through the Senate. Uh, PRO stands for Protecting the Right to Organize, which sounds nice. And as you know, <laughs> Good title. you spend time working on the Hill in Washington, D.C., that, you you know, you give everything sort of this nice and innocuous, innocent-sounding name. But it, it would be really bad, Boyd, for the state of Utah in, in a number of ways. Basically, what we're talking about is uh, making it so that Utah could not be a right-to-work state, mm. which it has been since 1955. And as someone who worked on the front lines uh, for two uh, gubernatorial administrations in economic development, I can tell you the strength of our economic position today is uh, one of the foundational principles of that strength is the fact that Utah is a right-to-work state. So there's so much that could go into this individual employees' rights, states' rights. But at the end of the day, what your listeners need to understand is Pro Pro Act would really put Utah – at a disadvantage in our ability to continue to be prosperous in our economy. Yeah, well, one of the fascinating things to to me is there's a portion of this bill that sort of uh, mirrors or models uh, after the California law uh, that really impacts those who are contractors, independent contractors, those really who are thriving, especially in the state of Utah, in a gig economy uh, that would yeah. completely change that dynamic. What does that look like? Well, first of all, we ought to say, with all deference to our friends on the West Coast, that we shouldn't be modeling any of our economic (laughs) policies on what California is doing. We had a a joke we used to say back in the economic development team under under Huntsman, which was, what is Utah's best uh, economic development tool? The California State Legislature. (laughs) And, uh, you know, again, all, all deference to our friends, but 
Um, you're absolutely right when you when you talk about the importance of the gig economy and to force uh, and uh, all uh, of these workers to become a, a employee employee in the very formal de- definition of the term, and no more independent contractors. Um, you know, so that that's one of the things that would be a really bad deal. You know, another one is. Uh, it would it would I think this is probably one of the most egregious, and that is that it would basically force uh, every employee in Utah to pay union dues. Mm. I mean, whether you wanted to or not, it's just going to come out of your paycheck. You don't have a choice anymore. You, you don't want to be part of the union. Tough luck. Uh, I love the fact in Utah that we have unions. We have good unions here and people choose of their own accord to be part of them. Yeah. And the PRO Act would, would do away with that. You're going to be part of the union whether you want to be or not. Uh, I, I think that is so important. And I think there's there's something interesting. You, you mentioned just the great naming of it, uh, Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Uh, that makes it sound very good. And, and it's one of those where, yes, we do want employees to be able to do that by choice, uh, not be forced to you know pay for things they're, they're not interested in or things that they don't support. Uh, to me, this is also one of those where in our rush to alleviate the suffering of some, we often create suffering for many. Uh, and I actually see this, and, and I would love your perspective on this, Derek, is uh, it seems to me that this would actually cost a lot of people a lot of jobs, especially those gig economy workers, those independent contractors, where if a company says, oh, if I have to make them a full-time employee, I can't afford all of that. Uh, and some of those jobs will go away. Well, unfortunately, we have a lot of people in the in the walking the halls of the Capitol, members of Congress that don't have any experience in the private sector. Mm-hmm. So this is totally, uh, you know, anathema to them, where they 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 don't have any experience, and therefore they don't have any understanding of how the economy actually works. But you're right; the harder you're going to make it for businesses to hire people the fewer people they're going to hire. And and this is particularly a, a poignant point given where we are at in the pandemic because we are just starting to come out of this pandemic. We're just starting to see these lockdowns around the country and, and businesses are finally able to get their footing and then to cut them off at the knees and, and to add this requirement, add this cost to them is just absolutely the wrong thing to do for this emerging economic recovery. Yeah, and as we are emerging, uh, that is the the real critical season. I think we're in a real uh, critical phase of this uh, re-entry, so to speak, uh, as we try to move everything forward. And uh, Derek, just in our, our final minute here, as you look at how this is going forward, and of course, they're, they're also not going to do this as a standalone bill. Uh, this is going to be another one of those, let's tuck it inside the $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill uh, so that maybe fewer people will notice that you've you've experienced this obviously in uh, your time in, uh, in in government service. Uh, is this just one more example of hey, if we just tuck it in, you know, page five hundred and eighty-seven out of two thousand four hundred, uh, maybe it goes through. Well, look, so- something's going to have to be a really, really bad idea if you have to buffer it uh, with two point three trillion dollars. <laughs> to get it to go through. It would absolutely just be the wrong thing to try to sneak it through uh, in in this uh, next relief bill that the president and and, um, the majority in the House and the Senate are are looking at. 
it, it, for me, it's all about rights. It's about state rights. Utah ought to have the right to make its own decision about being a, a right-to-work state. Individual employees ought to make their own decisions about whether or not they want to be part of, of a union. If they do, great, but they shouldn't be forced to pay union dues. We, we need more rights, more freedom, not yeah. less. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber. Uh, always appreciate your your insight, especially as it relates to business, the economy, and jobs and, and opportunities here in the state of Utah. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Again, that's uh, Derek Miller joining us, uh, talking about the PRO Act. This is one we got to keep our eye on as this $2.3 trillion bundle of things that starts working its way through the House and the Senate. The PRO Act is something that would definitely have an impact, a negative impact on Utah and where Utah goes next. Stay with us. Much more to come here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.